1: Take a trip to your dark side. Go and have a good cry. We're all lonely. We're all lonely together. I want to see your sadness. I want to share your sins. I want to bleed your blood. I want to be living, don't you just, don't we, we all? If your face is down, take a look around Do your fingers move,
2: do your lungs inflate Are you tired, are you weary of the head?
1: The only way to lose that fearful feeling, replace it with love and feeling.
2: Are you?
0: Let us pray. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, because you are with me.
1: Pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears, while we all suffer sorrow.
0: mine, Reverend Kate Buckley, wrote these words. Imagine the garden, the one that Jesus found under the cloak of night when everything was blanketed with the palpable pitch black of betrayal and lonely panic. Imagine the, the patch of earth where Jesus knelt to pour out his humanity to his God. This shapes our prayer life if we let it. God can take the most honest utterances we are bold enough to offer, and then transform our dread and despair into courage for what happens next. Let us pray together the prayer of admission in your program, and then in a lengthy time of silence for us to admit what is heavy inside of us. Let us pray. God, forgive us for taking you for granted. Forgive us for taking our life for granted. Forgive us for taking each other for granted. Help us receive your forgiveness and to sin no more. Hear us as we pray silently. six words we say as followers of Jesus when we get together are, in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven, which means that we get to live in peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. We're in a sermon series right now on forgiveness. And I'll tell you what, it's been a hard one to preach for me. I don't know what it's been like for you to receive. Today, we focus on the question, How? How do we apologize? Can anyone relate to that topic? To answer the question, we turn to the Old Testament, to the book of Leviticus, chapter 16. And what what you're about to hear is a step-by-step manual for the priest, Aaron, for how he will um, confess the sins on the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is the day the Israelites confess to God how they have sinned. So listen now for God's word. Aaron shall present the bull as a purification offering for himself. And he shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall slaughter the bull as a purification offering for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of crushed sweet incense and he shall bring it inside the curtain and put the incense on the fire before the Lord. That the cloud of the incense may shroud the cover that is upon the covenant, or he will die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the cover. And before the cover, he shall sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. Skipping ahead to verse 20. When Aaron had finished atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Then Aaron shall lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the Israelites and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat and sending it away into the wilderness by means of someone designated for the task. The Word of God for the people of God. Helena Bala was exhausted by her job on Capitol Hill. And so in an effort to find more meaningful work, a different job, she posted on Craigslist this ad. In the ad, she volunteered to listen to people, strangers. That's right, free, anonymous listening in D.C., and she didn't put any qualifications on her post. She's, she's not a priest, she's not a therapist, she doesn't claim to be. What she promises is that she will show up and listen. She won't ask questions, she won't interrupt, she won't give advice. She says it's very hard. When Helena posted this ad, she was not prepared for the volume of people that would respond, that wanted to meet up with her. And before long, she had so many people filling the hours of her day that she had to quit her job on Capitol Hill so that she could listen full time. Some of the confessionals that she heard were devastating. Stories of rage, of addiction without recovery, of grief. She said that people were more willing to share with her when they realized that she wasn't going to interrupt. She wasn't going to interject her opinion on the matter. She said people just opened up and told the whole truth. Helena realized that when people are in pain, they don't need more information. They don't need better information. They need to be heard. Helena's uh, Craigslist Confessionals, that's the book she wrote with some of the stories that she heard doing her listening. Her Craigslist Confessionals, it got me thinking about how we apologize and the role of listening. How many of you have had this experience where you muster up the courage to go apologize to someone? And just as soon as you have those words out of your mouth, forgive me for, you start saying the words, you watch the blood just drain out of the face, the person in front of you. And you see the anger start to build up. Have y'all ever had this happen? And you realize that what you have just named, what, what you are apologizing for, doesn't line up with what the other person is upset about. And these words... Almost always follow next, at least for me. If only you would listen. Have y'all had that happen before or is it, just, is it just me? Listening is crucial when we make an apology because sometimes it's clear where we have messed up, but sometimes it's really not. We each experience life through our own lens, right? Like we are the main character in our story, each of us, which means that we only see what we can see. Often we only see what we want to see, which means that none of us see the whole picture. So it's important that we listen before we apologize. Gilbert Chesterton says this, he says, a stiff apology is a second insult. He says the injured party doesn't wanna be compensated because he has been wronged. He wants to be healed because he has been hurt. Well, the priest Aaron, he knows about healing. Like Helena, Aaron has been listening He's been listening to God every day when he reads scripture and when he prays. He's listening for God's voice. He's listening for God's instruction for his life and for the community. He listens so he knows what to say. And not only is Aaron listening to God, but he's also listening to himself. He's listening to what's going on inside of him What does he need to apologize for in the community? Who is angry with him? And maybe he's thinking about these questions as he leads this bull. Can you imagine me leading a bull up to the altar? Maybe he's thinking about these questions, and with each step outward, he's also doing an inward one. He might spend some silence when he gets to the altar Spend some time in silence, aware that there are probably people who are upset with him that he doesn't even know about. So maybe he spends some time in silence there, trusting that God will, will add those people's names, those sins, to the list. Aaron listened so he knows what to say. And then not only is Aaron listening to God and to himself, but he's also spending lots of time listening to people in the community, He needs to listen because remember that part of the scripture where Aaron's going to need to lay hands on the live goat and he's going to need to verbalize every sin of the community to transfer the sin of the community to the live goat before he sends it out into the wilderness. He listens so he knows what to say. Aaron listens in the street alleyway to what young Bill did to Louisa. And he listens to the teachers in the school cafeteria about the harm that's happening in homes. And he's listening to the worshipers who's coming into the temple and are just unloading, confessing to him the wrongs that they've done, the things that they've thought about, the heaviness they carry. He listens so he knows what to say. The day of atonement, it's a holy day for the Israelites. Atonement means to be at one with God. And when we sin, when we disobey God's law, when we uh, hurt each other, we are pulled apart from God. We can feel that separation. Atonement through confession is bringing our relationship back together, becoming one with God. And that's what Aaron is doing on this day of atonement. He knows how powerful sin is in the community. Can you imagine being the one to hear all of the sin? He knows the grip it has on us, the ripple effects throughout the community. He knows how powerful sin is, and so he follows these steps meticulously to cleanse himself, the temple, the people. He asks God over and over again, forgive me, forgive us. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I am very grateful we don't have to slaughter bulls or talk to goats in the church in order to confess our sins. I don't think I'd be very good at it. And Jesus, he did away with animal sacrifices when he became the sacrifice for us. He took on all of our sin on the cross. Through him, we are forgiven. Through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And we still sin. We are forgiven and we are in this constant need of forgiveness. And it's messy because not only do we need to ask God for forgiveness for the ways we have sinned, but we have to ask each other for forgiveness all the time. I don't know if we're doing it all the time, but the need for apologies is there. Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew 5, 23, if you're offering a gift at the altar, so you're not bringing animal sacrifices, right? But if you are are offering um, yourself to be baptized, a child to be baptized, if you're offering money, gifts to support this church and the offering bowls, if you're offering anything at the altar and you have anyone who is upset with you, this is what Jesus says, leave your gift at the altar, go apologize to your brother and sister, and then come back. Jesus sees it so connected, our sin, to God and one another that he requires that we go to each other and we apologize. Remember, Jesus' number one commandment, law, was to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And the second is like it, love your neighbor. Jesus makes those almost indistinguishable And so, though we won't be sacrificing bulls anytime soon up here, and though I will not start talking to goats, I promise, here's what we can do this week. I want you to listen. Listen to your roommates, listen to your partners at work, listen to your friends, listen to your Uber driver, listen to our elders. Listen to our children. Listen to each and every person that you come in contact with this week. And when you notice something that you can atone for, I want you to say the words, forgive me for. And here's the catch. I want you to be as specific as you possibly can. You may say those words, forgive me for, under your breath, like a prayer to God. Or you may have the gumption to say it out loud. To the spouse who's been giving you angry looks all week, and you finally stop and sit down and ask what's wrong. Or to the coworker who uh, passive aggressively just keeps um, opening up that dishwasher, you know. It's just like a humble nudge to everyone to move the dirty dish from the counter to the dishwasher. Or listen to the child that tantrums because they so desperately need to be heard. Listen and then say the words, forgive me for. It's so important to be specific in those words that follow so that you're letting the person who has been hurt by you know that they have been heard. I know this is a big ask. I don't know what else you got going on in your calendar. This might take up some space. I know it's a big ask, but I wonder what will change when we listen? What will change in us? What will change in this community? What will change in the city of Columbia, in our state, in our nation, in our world? Jesus was doing the the listening for free business way before Helena. And to her credit, she lets us know that we don't have to be Jesus to do the holy work. So I want you to listen, like Jesus, like Aaron, like Helena. And as we listen, I'm curious to hear from you what changes. How do we change? How do we atone and become one with God? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
3: We are swimming with the snakes at the bottom of the well. So silent and peaceful in the darkness where we fell But we are not snakes in, what's more we will never Women heal We are safe. Open your eyes, boy. I think we are safe. Let's take a walk on the bridge, right over this mess. Don't need to tell me a thing, babe. We've already confessed. I raise my voice to We are blessed. hard to get. But everybody needs a little forgiveness. And we are calling for him tonight on a thin phone
0: Let us pray. God, you know what heavy burdens we carry. You know how we have messed up. You know how we are caught up in each other's mistakes. You know the secrets ringing between our ears. You know what we carry and you seek to free us. So help us listen to you, O God, as we read your scriptures, as we spend time listening to you in our prayers. Help us listen to ourselves and to the pain we carry. Help us listen to our city, listen on the streets that we walk and the neighbors we pass by. Help us to listen to children in neighboring zip codes crying out for us to help and to patients and caregivers and the hospitals just blocks away. Help us listen at the state house and at the street corner, in our business meetings and at the dinner table at home. Help us listen to each other, you know the way. You've already proven the impossible possible in Jesus. You can free us from all that ensnares and you want for us and our communities to be whole again. Hear us as we pray together the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week, we affirm what we believe using usually the words of the Apostles' Creed. These words are older than everyone in this room, which means that there will be phrases that sometimes in your life you are curious about, you don't understand. Sometimes there will be phrases in here that you don't want to say out loud, and that is okay here. At downtown church you can listen to the body proclaiming belief around you and the purpose of saying this together is that we can share it future with future generations Jesus never meant for us to agree on everything but he did mean for us to be healed and for us to follow him so knowing that please stand and let us affirm what we believe friends what do you believe So We apologize. We listen. We listen. As you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of the Holy Spirit may it be with you, and with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Amen.
1: If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash go.